Hey there, I'm Cindy Coaches. I'm a writer and the host of Pen to Paper Press podcast. From time to time, I sit down with best-selling authors, writers, editors, publishers, and creative souls in my virtual studio to talk about the process of developing our stories to completing our works of art. Each episode is an opportunity for us to explore our insights, pearls of wisdom, and the experiences that began our journey as a writer from the moment we put pen to paper. There's a lot of elements to nurturing our creative souls and understanding where the inner critic's voice gains its strength. The writer's soul intuitively knows our words have power and our stories, they matter. A point to ponder is, how do I feel when I write from the heart and empower my written voice? Something came up for me and I thought I would share it with you. A bit of insecurity filled my mind the other morning. It was brought up in a conversation with several creatively minded individuals. Let me tell you, it was nice to see I was not the only one navigating this mindset minefield. Earlier that day, I a thought flashed in my mind like a neon sign. So, who are you writing this for? I was able to prevent myself from tumbling down the spiral staircase of doubt. Within, with a hint of wavering confidence, I stated, I'm writing this for me. And without an ounce of mental resistance, a handful of people's names popped up in my thoughts. In many ways, I'm writing this book for me. It serves as a reminder for things I've learned along the way, the pearls of wisdom I've gained on the central topic of exploring the elements for a healthier life and creative life, and the experiences that taught me some of the hardest lessons. But more importantly, it's a way for me to express my inner voice, reach back to the person two steps behind me that's struggling to navigate the muck I'm familiar with and to help the, and help guide them on their journey. I, of course, cannot walk their journey for them, but I can offer insights so they don't have to experience as many of the hard knocks that life has tossed at me. Writing is a form of self-exploration. I can honestly state I've learned a lot about what I will and will not tolerate, what is and isn't true for me, and a lot of other stuff. In fact, writers project a portion of themselves into their written projects. And I have to say this because I know somebody somewhere will say something. The character's in the books we write, do have minds of their own. Even if they live in the writer's mind, we, the writers, are merely transcribers. Back to my question. Who am I writing this book for? It is bringing up memories, various things I've learned through life experiences, and insights from my integrative nutrition health coaching education. It's a book on the elements for a healthier life for creative individuals. 
it's stretching me to view how I take care of myself and what aspects of self-care I would like to adjust and trust the, that there are others who are seeking the same inspiration. What I've witnessed over the years is creative individuals are extremely compassionate. We'll set aside our craft to help someone else with XYZ. We have work, laundry, firewood to split, and other daily activities we place in front of our passions. Truly, how many projects have you set down to help someone do that XYZ? Next thing you know, that project you started remains unfinished for a week, a month, how about a decade or two? We've been taught to set our creativity to the side because it's not as important as, say, the dishes. Creativity is playtime. How often did you hear that when you were in school or when you were home coloring and drawing pictures for your parents? What we forget is that creativity is a way for us to let go of thought, stress. It's a way to decompress, express our internal voice, and, and so forth. It's a form of communicating what is deep within. It's our innate being, the, the source of self, communicating to us through a divine connection. It's an innate conversation with self. It is an expression of self. What happens when you sit down to your favorite creative activity? You lose time, right? Time simply slips away. I cannot tell you how many times when I sat down to write in one of my novels that I'd look up and it's dark outside. You, you know, I continue to bring up this novel. Maybe it's time for me to find it on the old lap laptop and edit it. You know, I do keep bringing it up. Anyways, the little hand on, on the clock would rotate at least six times without me realizing it. I was that far into the zone. In my opinion, creativity is as effective as meditation. I don't have any facts to back that up, but when you think about it, how does the mind, body, and soul react to both, to meditation and that creative zone? Both are soothing, calming, and when you're in that zone, there's no stress. You're not worried about how you're going to pay the electric bill this month, what's for dinner, or even if you're going to get fired in the meeting your boss set up for this upcoming Friday. You're in that beautiful sweet spot of nothingness. When I sat with, who am I writing this book for? And wrote in my journal, several things came up. One, this is fear talking. What is one of the fears any writer faces? Will anyone read my book? And if they do, will they like it? Or will they criticize the hell out of it? Our books are an extension of us. When someone criticizes it, we tend to take it personally. I know, I know it's not us they're criticizing, but still, the book is a part of us. There is a deep sense of vulnerability in sharing our written works. 
It's in those moments I hear Brene Brown recite Theodore Roosevelt's quote about the man in the arena. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit goes, excuse me, the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcomings, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasm, the great devotions, who spends himself into a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never, excuse me, who neither know victory nor defeat. That TED Talk moved mountains within my spirit, and so did her follow-up TED Talk. Something else I found myself writing about was, who am I, who am I to write this? Seriously, I don't have my poop in a group. If anything, I'm more likely to consider myself a bit of a shit show. But it became very clear to me, who am I not to write this book? Will the information I have to share help someone? Will it inspire someone? Yeah. Yes, I believe it will. It might be one person, but to that one person, this book will encourage them to do something they didn't feel they had the courage to do. Or maybe it'll inspire them to do something to better their life experience. To me, that's worth it. So this person is my motivative force. I have to write this book for her. So let's explore the creative voice versus the inner critic thinking. For one, the creative voice is kind, loving, and untethered to an outcome. The creative spirit is soothing, and when we're in that space, unkind thoughts melt away. When the inner critic pops up, the messages are, they're not so kind, supportive, and, you know, they can be downright cruel. Sometimes it can be so bad that you wonder, who actually talks that mean to others? Why do I tolerate that kind of talk within? It's in those moments of awareness we adjust and seek solution. We are all creatively gifted. Our gifts vary for a reason. Uh, how boring would it be if we all did the same thing with the same skill set? And another thing, the creative mind is not competitive. It doesn't do the whole trash talk to motivate you to do better. The creative voice nudges you to try again, to explore a different technique, maybe learn the medium from other sources, and it motivates. It never, ever, ever discourages. Some things you may want to try 
to hear your creative voice is through journaling. Sit down with your pen and paper and write about the things you are passionate about. Write down the things you'd like to learn about it, such as technique and, and cadence. Note the things like listening to music, saying a prayer, meditation, enjoying a mug of your favorite treat, excuse me, enjoying a mug of your favorite tea that gets your creative juices flowing. You cannot get this wrong. Perfectionism and that sense uh, that I'm doing this wrong is perception. That's it. A perception. And perceptions can be altered, right? What can you do in this moment to get your creative juices flowing? I hope you were inspired to acknowledge and recognize your creative voice in this episode of Pen to Paper Press podcast. I would like to take a moment and say thank you for listening. Mere words cannot express my gratitude. If you're a writer, editor, publisher, or truly enjoy helping others to market their book, I would love to have you join me in the virtual studio to record a conversation. To find the complete list of podcast episodes, please visit pentopaperpress.com. This episode is available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Listen Notes, TuneIn, YouTube, and many other podcast apps. Be sure to subscribe and share your favorite pen to paper press podcast episode. And, of course, leave me a comment. Let me know how you decipher between the inner critic and the critic, excuse me, and the creative voice. How did you shift from listening to the not-so-nice self-talk to hearing the inner guidance from your creative zone? I do love reading your takeaways from these podcasts. Take care, and until next time, know that your words have power, and your story matters. Bye for now.